Let's continue here on From the Press Box to Press Row. And I have a, a gentleman on the line who is a legend, as a matter of fact, in golf. Of course, it's Masters Week, and I'm so excited to talk with him. Uh, he is the one and only Lee Elder. He's a history maker, and he joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Mr. Elder, welcome to the program. Thank you, Dom. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. I'm excited about it. I am too, of course. You. We'll talk more about you being the recipient of the Bob Jones um, Award, uh, which is a pretty big deal as far as the USGA uh, is concerned. I want to get your thoughts. This is Masters Week. Who do you think? You know, who who is your favorite to win this year's Masters? Well, you know, you have so many good young players that are really uh, playing well right now at this stage. But I think that uh, probably if you're going to make anybody the favorite right now, I think it'd have to be uh, Rory McIlroy. He's playing, he's playing the best right now. He's leading all statistics, and uh, he's actually leading the FedEx Cup. He just jumped ahead of, uh, of the young man that was leading it before. Uh, I'm not saying that, uh, that we, can't, we can't take the name Tiger Woods out of that mix because he played that golf course so well, and uh, you know, he know it like the back of his hand. So. But right now, I think the favorite, uh, in, in in my view, is uh, is uh, Rory. Rory. Yeah, you know, you you made some history, as I mentioned, and we'll talk more about that. I want to get your thoughts on your days coming up uh, in the PGA, especially as a black man. Not a whole lot of brothers on the tour at that time, um, but I just want to kind of get your thoughts. But actually, let me start here. I want to get your, your your thoughts on the your rookie year and that playoff that you had against. Jack Nicholas, uh, that must have been super exciting. Well, that 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 was probably one of the most exciting uh, events that I uh, that I that I'd undertaken in my career because he was the right at the time with the king. He was pretty much like uh, like a Tiger Woods, but most of all, he was uh, you know he was a man that was uh, everyone uh, tried to knock off the throne. Uh, as far as me, as I was concerned, I was I was certainly nervous, you know, because uh, to uh, go against the world best, uh, you know, at that short period of time uh, that I had been on the tour was certainly uh, exciting for me. It was a, it was something that uh, that I'll never forget because it was a, a very long lasting uh, uh, playoff, and I had him I had him beat uh, I had him beat uh, a couple of times, and he made miraculous uh, recoveries to stay alive. But it was an enjoyable one, and one that really helped my career. Yeah, it's no question about it, especially as a, a rookie and someone maybe that wasn't as well-known. What, what were those times, again, as, as, a, as a brother, playing on the tour, very difficult times? What, 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 describe for us what those times were like. Well, the times were, were pretty, pretty rough. And the reason why I said they were pretty rough because – there was just certain places, you know, along the way where we could, uh, even at that time, where we could, uh, where we could, uh, where the hotels and things where we could stay. And also the facilities that uh, we could go and dine in were, you know, it was pretty uh, prevalent also. But so uh, it was certainly a, a time that uh, uh, you, you, you would like to have had some more, more players out there with you because of the fact that it was pretty lonesome, you know, to, to be out there. And a lot of times, to be uh, uh, to be by yourself most of the time, and uh, to uh, not saying that I didn't make friends with other players, but it was just, it's just not like uh, someone that uh, uh, that you that pretty much that you've been knowing for some time, or 
uh, pretty much uh, the, the same uh, nationality as you, so you can talk about a lot of a lot of things. Because a lot of the lot of the white players that I was very close to, well, had become very close to, you know, the uh, the talking were not the one that I was had been used to. It was a different situation, so I felt that uh, well, gee, if I had uh, someone that I could uh, you know talk to and spend some time with, even though Charlie Shepard were were out out on the tour at the time, and so was Rafe Botts, uh, but. Uh, it was a it was a situation to where we all pretty much went uh, in our in our own in our own direction, except for Rafe. Rafe and I were certainly uh, uh, pretty close, but uh, Charlie was the type of person that uh, he he seemed to have wanted to be along and 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 also to uh, uh, I guess think about the way that he wanted to prepare himself for a golf tournament. And Charlie didn't play a lot of the events because he was getting a little bit older and. Quite naturally, he was cutting back, I'm sure, on his career. So it meant that I had to pretty much travel that road by myself. But it was tough. It was tough because of, uh, you know, the situation that we were in at that particular time. That the voice of Lee Elder. He joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. Certainly, Mr. Elder, a history maker. It's Masters Week, and we're uh, delighted, as a matter of fact, to be talking with him. Your best finish in the Masters was in, ni- in 1979. Um, I believe it was what, a 17th place finish. Um, can you sort of talk about that and some of your memory, your most memorable Masters? Well, that's uh, 1979 was certainly one of the best uh, one of the best masters that I had because it was uh, uh, it was my fourth masters and I think I was beginning to get a little bit more uh, familiar with the golf course even though it had uh, several good rounds it just seemed that I could not put uh, two rounds together the masters <clears throat> was a pretty pretty long golf course and I was not uh, really a, a big hitter but it was a, it was a uh, golf course that I enjoyed because it was a placement golf course uh, if you were not uh, the, the the bombers that could get out there and get uh, eight irons and nine irons into those four fives and wedges into the other hole, but it was it was certainly a learning experience for me because it seemed as if each year I began to uh, play better and better and better. So uh, I was certainly happy about that. Uh, I would like to have had uh, quite a number more finishes than I did have, but like I say, it was a type of golf course that was. Uh, was pretty long for me. Yeah, you know, and 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 ex- talk more about that because, like you said, I mean, that was the Masters, but boy, nineteen seventy nine was a really good year for you. All of your, some of your 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 top finishes. When you're talking about the U.S. Open, uh, you know, you're talking about some of the major events. Um, a lot of really great things happened to you in seventy nine. Well, yes, it did. I made the United States Ryder Cup team. That was that was one that I was really happy about. The fact that I had made that team, cause so, which meant that I played real well in 78, which was a, a great year because I won uh, the Westchester Golf Classic in, uh, in Westchester, New York, which really helped me uh, get, uh, make enough points to get on that team because it was, uh, it was a great team, too. I mean, we had uh, just about all, the, all of the uh, top players, you know. Of course, we... Uh, we uh, uh, beat them pretty badly, pretty badly that year, and that was the last year that uh, that we only played just Europe. Uh, after that year, after '79, 
the Ryder Cup team went to out of Europe rather than just the English players. So, uh, but as far as my as far as my play that year, it was um, it was it was one of my best years on the tour from um, both uh, from both aspects from a sense of playing and also scoring. Yeah, and and you know once you got on the senior t- the seniors tour, you won eight events on the seniors tour. Kind of kind of speak to that and you know playing golf at uh, at that level. I mean, you can still and I, I don't know. Do you still get out there and uh, and 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 do it much these days? Well, yes, I still get out and play. As a matter of fact, I'll uh, be playing uh, uh, the Monday after the Masters, Darius, <coughs> Darius Rucker Golf Tournament in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Uh, and then I'll, I uh, I play in several, uh, quite a number of other events, like uh, Russell Wilson event and and uh, <coughs> Dr. J's event, Chris Tucker's. I go in and uh, play in those events as a, as a host for them. So it's really keeping me in 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 in, in tune. Uh, I, I I think that uh, uh, the the reason why I played so well on the senior tour was because I was uh, I was coming on with a lot of experience. I had uh, I had been in position to maybe uh, if I could have had a, a a good closing round in the last round, I had a chance to win a lot of golf term uh, quite a number of golf tournaments on the regular on the regular tour. But when I came to the when I came to the uh, uh, Champions Tour, then uh, my game I felt was in tip-top condition, and I felt that uh, I had uh, enough experience that I could uh, that I could play with those guys there yeah, because they was in, in my age category. Lee Elder joins us here on the program. 1971, you played in the South African PGA Championship, an invitation that you received from Gary Player, of course. I mean, is particularly at that time a part Tate uh, in in South Africa. Talk about that playing in that tournament, and uh, you know, you know what that really meant, particularly for you to accept that invitation and play in that tour in that tournament. Well. Gary, Gary was such a great ambassador at that time, and at that time I, I could see that Gary needed some help because he was being barcoded here for his country's policies, and I felt that he that was a disadvantage uh, and that should not have happened. So when he asked me about coming to play in South Africa, I uh, I felt that it was the least that I could do. It took us a little time to get a visa to go there because they had. You know, they had turned down Arthur Ashe on several occasions and all of the other black uh, runners and players that had tried to get into the country. Uh, they had refused them visas, so uh, I, I felt that I was going to uh, fight and, and, and try to make sure that uh, that I could go and uh, because I felt that it would it would help, and which I did. I went, I played in the South Africa PGA and the South African Open. Uh, Gary was a great ambassador, a great host. We did uh, several other exhibitions after the after the uh, tournament after the tournament play all around South Africa, and uh, some of the some of the money that we raised I gave to uh, uh, a school in Durban, South Africa called Yonanda Seminary, and it was uh, it was something that I had uh, had uh, had someone that had came to the United States and talked to me about it because the government was trying to close down. Uh, the facility because it was not up to the standard of the other schools, so it was just a great honor for me to go there. But what I did, I went to the library uh, in the National Library in Washington D.C. and got the Paul's book out of the National Library 
and wrote every major American company uh, that had affiliation in South Africa for donation. And the response was, was very, very well, very well taken. And they uh, donated quite a bit of money, and we carried it to the, uh, carried it to the school, and they were able to uh, get their standard up to the, uh, what the government wanted. And it's still there, and it's now, <clears throat> they have now added a hall onto the school that's called Lee Elder Hall. Mm. So I'm very happy and proud about that. Oh, wow. You know, that's awesome. I mean, that, that's something, and I'm glad you shared that with us because that's something that you don't read about. You just read about the fact that you ex- accepted the invitation, but not the aftermath of what happened. I think that is absolutely phenomenal. A couple of more thoughts. You know, you're 84 years old, very active. Um, but do you, you know, I, when I, when I, you know, I'm, a, I'm, I'm half your age, but what it, what bothers mm-hmm. me, and you, you came up in a different time, obviously, is that a person would not be allowed to do something because of the color of their skin, regardless of whether they were good at that or not. When you think back on that, um, do, do, do those things in terms of the way you were discriminated against, do those things bother you to this day? Well, quite naturally they bother me, yes. You know, to to be competing with these with these players. Do you realize that in, in when we first went first started playing the tour late as sixty seven, we couldn't even go into the clubhouse and eat in Pensacola, Florida, the tournament I won that made me uh, qualify for the masters. But what happened what 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 the situation were, I had a chance to 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 talk with uh, the great Jackie Robinson. At the time, he was pretty much in, you know, in the, in the height of his career. Henry Aaron also. As a matter of fact, in, in 1976, when Henry Aaron hit the 715, I had won the Milwaukee Open, the, and and then Tuesday night after after the uh, after my after my win in the Milwaukee Open on Tuesday night in that same in County Stadium, he hit his 715. But I, I was able to spend a lot of time with Jackie because I wanted to, I wanted to find out how to really handle myself because there were so many cat calls of nigga this and nigga that and you have no business uh, here playing and you know those things were troubling and you know you had to, I want to try to find a find out uh, a way to that uh, to to handle it. You know I was not uh, really used to that because I had not been. Uh, out there very long, and I wanted to see just uh, just how much I could take. I was able to talk with a lot of the the the, the leaders, Reverend Lowry, who I had a chance to to talk with, and had a chance to meet Dr. King through uh, Reverend Lowry, and so it was certainly uh, it was certainly something that that really helped me because I I tell you I, I felt like I was lost, but I had such great mentors out there that. I was able to converse with, and I think that's probably the reason why I was able to continue and play, because I tell you, it was troubling. It was really troubling because almost every place you went, you know, the cat calls, the whisper, get off the golf course, you know, picking up the ball, throwing it, throwing it all over the place, and uh, so it was really hard, uh, but uh, thanks to the Almighty and the help that I received from him, I was able to uh, to make it through. Wow couple more thoughts mr elder we appreciate the time um yeah joe lewis so so you your your i guess i was reading your career sort of really took off because of a match you had against joe lewis is that true can you share that a little bit about that with us 
I'd love to be uh, be uh, be happy to. Yes, <clears throat> right after I got out of the out of the armed service in 1961, I met uh, I met Joe Lewis through Ted Rose, who was my teacher, whom I had uh, became uh, uh, was lucky enough to uh, be able to uh, to be taught by him and to travel with him and to spend spend time. As a matter of fact, he changed he changed my game because I was a cross-handed player. And he, he, he brought me back to where I, the Borden way and taught me. Uh, Joe was really the money man for us. Well, just about all of the black golfers that was out on the tour, Joe Lewis, Bill Eckstein, uh, Sugar Ray Robinson, these were the people that we turned to when, uh, uh, because we knew that we had to have some money to continue our career, to continue on to play on the tour and to try to, well, to try to get ready and prepare ourselves for the tour. I played him in the finals of the 1958, uh, UGA championship at, at South Park in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And we had a great battle. Uh, he beat me one up, and we played 36 holes, and he beat me one up. And when we were finished, he, he, he praised my game. And, and really, he was the one that uh, had introduced me to Teddy and said, Teddy, this, this young man has got certainly uh, the potentials. And so from that, from that time on, I started to travel pretty much in that circle. You know, I... I wasn't trying to uh, become a celebrity like like them. I was just trying to uh, survive. You know, it was survival was pretty much uh, the, the type of thing that you had to uh, had to do at that particular time. A lot of a lot of hustling off the golf course. We went in <clears throat> just about every city around the country, uh, playing different games. And you know, wherever Joe went, uh, everybody had always uh, drew a crowd because. He was the man with the money, and everybody wanted to play him to uh, to try to beat him and 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 win some money from him. But Joe was a very good player. A lot of people don't realize that. I uh, I I was able to to watch him play for some uh, for some some pretty good matches and for some and for some pretty good money. And I tell you, he uh, he played awful well. And <clears throat> but what the thing that that was so was that was so wonderful about about Joe is that. He never said no. When you when you asked him about uh, helping you, he was there. He always was there to lend a hand. The same the same with uh, the likes of uh, Sammy Davis Jr., Bill Eckstein, the people in that era that really were the name people that uh, made it uh, uh, work for all of the. As a matter of fact, Bill Eckstein was Charlie Sippert's uh, uh, sponsor, and uh, Ted. Uh, Joe Lewis was Ted Rose's sponsor, so I just kind of worked my way in there and and got uh, got in the in between them and and made friends with both of them, and so I had a chance to really uh, you know get a, get in and get to know them and and travel in that circle and really get the education that I needed as far as uh, about life and about the things that uh, that really was uh, that mattered most at that particular time. Mm. That is awesome. The uh, last two thoughts, the Monsanto Open, you won that, of course, in 1974, was your first win on the PGA Tour, which led to your first Masters and led to you making history, becoming the first uh, black man to play in the Masters. But take us through that Monsanto Open and that first PGA victory for you. Well, it was a, it was a, it was a pretty, pretty tough situation because I was coming from behind all the time. I never, I never, I was never out front. I was coming behind. I trailed uh, Peter Oosterhuis, who I eventually uh, beat in the playoff. But 
I trailed him, I think, about three shots the first first round. And by uh, four of the second round, and then by two uh, going into the last round, uh, I think, I, as I recall, I believe I shot 67, and he shot 69 the last day, and it retired and went into the went into the playoff. But I tell you what, uh, what was so what was so made me so happy about it mm-hmm. was the fact that I, I I played coming from behind. I was never out front. I never led until actually the putt that I made on the third extra hole to win the playoff. But uh, it was a situation to where I really got lucky because on the first hole of the playoff, I missed about a, a five-foot putt, and Peter missed about a three-foot putt for, that would have won him the event. But then after that, I kind of buckled down. I had a lot of I had a lot of good friends that was <clears throat> that was in the audience because when when you play when when you played in the south in the southern part of the of the country. A lot of blacks came out to 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 watch you because, you know, if they did not uh, go to other golf tournaments if if there were no blacks in it. I, you know, I'm happy to see that uh, Tiger has certainly changed that situation, and the hours are so mixed today, and and that's so so great to see. Yeah, so but it was it was uh, it was it was certainly nerve wracking for me because it was my it was my first win, and anytime it's your first win, it's always. Uh, pretty nerve-wracking. So, be, I mean, in essence, before there was Tiger Woods, there was Lee Elder. Well, you know, the majority of the writers today, they write about that, and which is which is, is true. Uh, if that had not been a Lee Elder, that would never be a Tiger Woods. But I don't, uh, I don't, I don't, I don't agree with him on that situation, on that term, because Tiger would have, Tiger would have been there anyway. Even though I did uh, work with Tiger, uh, Earl asked me to look at him on several occasions when he was 18 years of age in Los Angeles, and I played with him uh, uh, a couple of times. We became very close. I traveled in the circle of, 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 of being with him. I flew on to Spain to Las Vegas from Florida to uh, several fights and also just to go out and play some golf. He's a very, very, very wonderful young man, and he's still a, a very good person today. And he's certainly one that uh, I'm so happy for to see him have the great comeback that he's had because he certainly deserved it. And and certainly you can tell that I'm how welcome he were accepted on the tour because the following is still there for him, and it will always be there. Yeah. Because I think that Tiger revolutionized professional golf. They they talk about uh, certainly Alan Palmer uh, helped raise the the purses to what they are today. So so that uh, so did Jack contribute. But Tiger Woods were the man, were the money man. He was the man that that made it possible for all the all the big events for the for the for the million dollar for the million dollar first prize money and and so forth and so on. Even even high the the five ten. The, Twenty million dollar events that they play in around the country today. I wish that I wish that we could have had that type of money <laughs> <laughs> planned for a that particular time. But it's great. The tour is great. The tour is, is live and well, and I'm happy to see it. Even though I felt that feel that I uh, would have liked to have been able to play in a lot of the uh, of the of the big money events, but I'm happy with what I accomplished, and I certainly. Uh, 
look forward to receiving this award. It's certainly uh, certainly an award that I will cherish that I have uh, that I've read upon, and I I'm just happy to be in the company of so many great people. Wow. Very well said. Lee Elder, the one and only, joins us here on From the Press Box to Press Row. It is Masters Week, and of course he was the first black man to play uh, in the Masters, and uh, what a treat we've had on today's program. Mr. Elder, we appreciate the time. Continued success in everything that you do. Well, thank you so very much. I certainly have enjoyed being on the program, and I certainly look forward to seeing uh, you down the road as we as we continue our journey.